0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of NBA Unwrapped. I'm Corbin Weinerman, joined by Perry Aston and Christian McGowan. Guys, how are you doing?
1: What
2: up, guys? Hey,
0: how's it going? Got a really fun podcast, as always, for you guys today. Before we get into it, though, I want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Twitter at NBA Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Unwrapped, Perry on Twitter at Perry Aston, and Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. Also, make sure you're listening to our podcast either on podcast.com on the Apple iTunes Podcast app, or through the Pulse Podcast Network. They have their own app, so if you haven't downloaded yet, please go ahead and download it. If you're on the Apple iTunes Podcast app, we really appreciate you guys giving us some feedback. We love getting five-star reviews, so please take the time to do that. Before we get into
2: it, though, Perry? Yeah, and with Pulse Podcast Network, as a network, we actually took on a new sponsor, Tix Blitz. We introduced you guys to them last week, so a quick message from them.
3: Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want. And bam! It's showtime sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TixBlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with Tixflix. That's TixBlix.com. T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, every
0: All right, so thank you to splits again. And before we get into this podcast, I wanted to play a clip from last podcast really quickly for you guys.
3: The Lakers' explanation for trading it eats a Zubac. This and was real quick before we get into this. This is just a small debate that Corbin and I had
2: previous to the podcast because I know it's spelled Z U B A C. Christian, how do you <laughs> say his name? Zubac and i say zubak because so it's spelled zubak but corbin says zubats and thinks it's this and i want to ask you guys i hope someone knows or actually met him to I do double know. this i don't trust it because <laughs> it's <know>. spelled <laughs> zubak and so guys <laughs>
3: if anyone knows <laughs>
2: vladi Divots. did you say vladi Divots back in there vladi Divok? I think I said Vladdy Divac. It's Vladdy Divac. Oh I'm God. just saying, okay, guys. Give me a sound bit, guys. Anyone out there that has personal knowledge or I, in any way to I, I, prove to me, <laughs> I am fine with accepting <laughs> well, that. What we're saying is someone who has
1: opposite view of Corbin. Just chime
3: in so we can use you as ammo in yeah. our fucking debates. That's please. that's really like, what they want. They no just Zubat. want someone to try so, to prove
0: me wrong. <laughs> All right, having to deal with the Lakers trade of the Zubats.
3: Oh, there's a T and an S you just put in there. That's what I was saying. I was like, Where are these letters <laughs> coming from? from? Ivana Zubats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so you guys didn't believe me. You wanted a sound clip. Christian, you were saying, oh, there's a T and an S in it. Well, let's see what Ivica Zubat says for how his name is pronounced. It goes like Ivica
1: Zubat, like T S. Ivanka Zubat. Like, like T S.
0: Did you already said? Like no T S. No okay, no, I can it's play it. C K.
3: Like T.S.
0: T-S. Okay. Ivica Zubat. So I just want to put that debate to bed. I won that. Thank you. You want to be
2: pronounced? <laughs> At least like a, box, you throw some T's and Z's in there like Corbin does. Or throw some
1: weird like graphic that's one of the, like the six or the seven. It's a weird percentage sign. You're like, okay. And then his language,
2: that means T and S. <laughs> like. Okay.
0: So, Corbin bo- bottom line is, yeah, I win.
2: Regardless, he's on the Clippers. So, we honestly don't care about <laughs> we it. We all anymore. lost
0: here. I still miss him though.
2: Wow. We're getting emotional, and speaking of emotional about Duke fans right now, it's the fact that Zion Williamson has potentially really screwed up their season, especially with number one falling, what was it, two games ago, and did they win last night? They did, yeah, they beat Syracuse. Yeah, so they did come through with Syracuse, and there's some more news about Syracuse that we're going to drop in a couple topics, but for Zion, who is clearly the best player released, most popular player in all of college basketball. It's the best. Going down like that was scary for Duke fans. And now yeah. he is listed as day-to-day, as a knee sprain. So it's yeah. not the end of the world, I think, at this point. But I think its I want to talk about how bad of a look this is for Nike uh, and for even Paul George, because it was a pair of Paul Georges. And I i was under the assumption now that he's been wearing the same pair of shoes all season. Yep. So if you're that good of a player with that much body weight, putting that much wear and tear on your shoes on a week-to-week basis and you're playing for Duke, it baffles me that you don't have pair number three, four, five, and six just chilling in the should locker room. I should be a, new, should new, be pair a new, every new pair game, every game, every at least game. every week. Yeah. And this has to be on just wear and tear because you don't see Nikes exploding all over the place all the time. There's no need for New Balance only now, or Adidas, whatever super tight shoe they can come up with now, where it's this is resistant to any kind of thing, you know, they come up with this tougher shoe. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessary. I think we all play in the same type of shoes, regardless if it's Nike or Adidas or whatever, and this is just a fluke.
0: Yeah, I think as far as the whole shoe ripping thing... Shoe gate. Yeah. So if anyone missed it, Zion Williamson when they were going up against North Carolina... 30 seconds in he was trying to do a spin move and his shoes ripped his or one of his shoes ripped and his foot went through it he twisted his knee because of it was out the rest of the game there's two things i want to talk about with this one the actual shoe stuff and then also kind of opening up the debate again about if college athletes should be paid or not first i want to talk about the actual shoes themselves zion williamson should never be wearing paul george shoes anyways he shouldn't be wearing any shoes that are made for a guard and The reason for that is because one of the reasons why so many signature shoes are from guards, you rarely see a big man. Shaq is really the only big man that ever had a signature shoe, is because for big men in the NBA, because they're so much bigger and have so much extra weight, their shoes have to be able to support them, which makes their shoes a lot more heavy, more clunky. It's harder to play in them for an average person because most people are what, six feet and under? and Six feet under,
1: 5'10 and yeah. under. And you weigh, and I are just tall.
0: <laughs> and weigh a lot less than anyone in the NBA. So they want to have the lighter shoes, and it's more appealing to buy someone's shoes who are guard-oriented. Like, the Kobe's are a lot lighter than Le, LeBron's, obviously. Christian, I know when you play basketball, you I pretty much LeBron's. only wear the LeBron's, right? Yeah, because
1: I need that. I don't even... I hate low-top shoes in general. Like, I need the extra ankle yeah. support. One... At this point in my life, I'm 6'4", about 265, 270, so I'm about the weight, maybe a little bit less than Zion, and I I need the ankle support, because I kind of play simil- similarly, in the sense where I kind of do what he did, that he little spin. <laughs> he plays similarly. He with the Like, I'm a big guy. guy who tries to do small guy stuff, but... But Zion you know, can do small guy Yes, guys no, stuff. he can. He puts way more force yeah. into what he does, and... Even when I I weighed more, I need that ankle support. And I understand, I've put on a pair of Kobe's. Yes, I can jump higher and I can run faster. But I'm going to blow my ankle out if I try to do anything Zion or any athletic-esque. If I don't have the, not only the above the ankle support, but the strap that goes over it too. I I need that personally.
0: Just the added support. Joel Embiid, he... I doubt he would ever get his own custom sneaker. But Giannis he's, is going to be the next yeah, guy. Yeah. That but gets Giannis, a, a Giannis big guy's is guy's shoe. Giannis is six eleven, two twenty. Yes, you can say he's a power forward, but he also plays he's like a guard. a guard. But he's also two hundred twenty pounds. Cool. Zion Williamson. So the Paul George shoes; those are made up to players that are about two hundred thirty pounds. To be honest, I does.
2: wasn't aware that these shoes were tailored to just specific positions or yeah, specific for markets. Yeah, yeah. Because I honestly didn't know that because I was aware that maybe some designs weren't suited well for, like you said, for you, Christian, with the Kobe's. You don't want a very light, low-top sneaker. But I didn't know that that was just directed towards guards. I thought it was just, oh, that particular design probably wouldn't fit what I like. And for LeBron's, like I wouldn't be weirded out to see a 5'7 point guard, you know, spud webbing out there with a pair of LeBrons on. I, I didn't think that would be weird. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's
1: heavier. They're he- Like, when we it's not like, yeah. in our summer league, I bought that new pair of LeBrons, and the first game, I kept, like, the tip of my shoe kept dragging against the floor because I wasn't used to how heavy... They were heavier than my other pair of LeBrons yeah. that I have. They're just, like,
0: four pa- They're
1: just, like, they're moon boots, almost. But like, lineman cleats. But it's
0: ball. something that you need because... Oh, yeah, I'd
1: rather be a little slower yeah. and not have a torn anything yeah
0: and like we saw with Zion that's something that Mm -hmm. is very serious because even though look he never like you said Perry he never should have been playing in the same sneaker all along but honestly him playing in Paul George's yeah the the chance that yeah the chance of it happening if they were brand new wouldn't be as high but Mm -hmm. it still could happen they just they don't have they're not made for someone his size and he needs to get them specially designed just for him And he hasn't, so that's why I just think moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see what type of shoes he wears. Exactly. Going forward, there was a report, I think it was right before the Duke-North Carolina game, like hours before there was a report that Nike was going to sign Zion to either the second largest shoe contract or the largest ahead of LeBron for an incoming rookie in NBA history. And then this happens with the shoe stuff. Then the next day, odds are released on who's going to sign Zion to a shoe contract and adidas comes up as the favorites
2: well i mean this has to hurt nike and it's not a good look hundred percent and you said with adidas being the favorites you got to think about some other brands too i know we joked about before the podcast big baller brand but obviously i think something along the lines of under armor would even make more sense puma would be my hot take where i think is the new hot spot to go for any up-and-coming players you saw what they were able to do last season completely rebranding themselves and jumping back into the nba market so to see them with the potential to get Zion would be a smart move to go after it now with this PR kind of blunder for Nike. And it's not that Nike's gonna go down. That's a mega company in this sector. And you know, Nike's
0: ev- Nike stock fell by I think like around one percent. But I also saw after. that like
2: the day after that it went right back yeah. to where it usually was. So yeah, people talk for a second, but people forget. And you remember the Nike jerseys were ripping all over the place. And we were having podcasts about that, talking about what an awful look that was. They fixed the problem pretty quick. I don't know if that's going to be a problem to fix, considering I think it's just a fluke. Like we all just said, Mm -hmm. a player with that kind of intensity, going that much wear and tear, should probably change his shoes. Not like one of us that occasionally plays at 24-Hour Fitness and can rock the same pair of shoes for a while. This is Zion Williamson, like you were saying, with the amount of pressure that a guy of that size you can relate Christian, can put onto a shoe, can obviously make it a lot easier to just bust. But I think a a guy like Puma right now would be a good place to say, listen, we got these brand new shoes, brand new types of technology. We're building this. And not just that, we have a brand with all these young, up-and-coming, cool players come join this side. I think that'd be a real cool move for 2019.
1: Yeah, if one of those uh, like substandard brands is going to get Zion, they're going to have to back up the Brinks truck yeah. more than Adidas or Nike. I agree. In in, in my head, d- maybe he doesn't even blame Nike. Maybe he sees the ignorance in what he was yeah. doing, and it was like, that's my fault, because uh, in college, I had a similar type story, and, but it was more in practice, where I had a pair of Nikes that I'd worn for a good while, I can't remember how long, but in, in the South, you know, you're sweating, you're basically getting rained on every day, so... I was, oh, was
0: this was for football. This is for
1: football. Yeah, and so I I planted my foot and my foot came through the front of the of the shoe and it, you know I was running on so fat that like you know I, <laughs> I, I it was weird. I like I hit someone and like uh we both went down. It was the weirdest like you know is this a blocker or a charge type of thing like we both hit each other and we both fell back cuz my foot like exploded through the front and I don't necessarily blame nike um i mean my equipment manager was shitty but that that sh- it was just i had sweat so much in that shoe i think my yeah. sweat had dissolved the glue a little bit and then when i put that much force on the front where the glue should have kept my shoe intact it fell through the front so maybe he even just signs back with nike and he realized it was his fault and
2: i saw something on twitter that was saying timberlands to go after <laughs> so it. funny just have them rocking tims out there because no. they're the only shoe big, and- so big funny. enough to support that weight so I don't know maybe Tim's Zion season but if he goes to New York that kind of makes sense you know they're all rocking the Tim's out there I would that's go- is so is seeing dope. him rocking t- Tim's with that, that Knicks, Knick's jersey stadium. with the Knicks jersey I'm just saying like, so don't do count out New Balance
0: Perry do you think that he ends up signing with Puma or what would be your yeah that's yeah.
2: that would be my take if he doesn't go just with Nike with a plan like usual and like you're mm-hmm. saying this is no big deal yeah. if this is a, some big of a deal even just a small deal that is enough to sway him now, I think Puma would be the good choice. Regardless, if Zion wasn't going to offer him the most over
1: LeBron, they oh, should. if Nike wasn't? Yeah, or if Nike wasn't. I mean, if they weren't going to offer more than, Le- than LeBron contract, they definitely should <laughs> down. And if Zion's negotiator, whoever that is, if he's gonna choose Nike, regardless, he needs to go back and be like, "More money," Yeah, because a lot more. you 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 messed up, and whether it's not actually your fault, they have leverage in that negotiation. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, use any leverage you can get. I right?
0: agree. So you think he ends up signing with Nike right? for a much bigger deal? Yeah, I think it's I, the only shoe brand that I could see signing him over Nike is Adidas, just because. I think for Puma, they're still pretty new in the space. Yes, they have enough money Team to Puma, baby. go after him or New Balance, I'm I guess. Some Pumas could am getting Pumas 100%. Too, Nike and Adidas they are the two shoe brands that you think of when you think basketball right. and i just think that their budget is going to be much bigger than anything puma oh, yeah. or if
1: it gets into a bidding war nike. it's going to be nike yeah. or adidas yeah that's just I, how it's going, to boil it's down.
0: going to turn into a bidding war because now this is the perfect I time wait. for adidas too and i
2: don't think this is a much a huge deal to nike i think it right now it seems like a big deal but like that goes back to my point about the ripped jerseys yeah. we thought that was a huge deal and no one talks about but that anymore
0: even though i think we agree it's not a huge thing for nike because it was more Zion's fault for using the same shoes for that long.
1: It's how do we perceive it? Yeah
0: it's it's how Zion perceives it because Mm -hmm. if he thinks it's a big deal just even if he thinks yeah you know what that was my fault they shouldn't be doing that. I'm pretty sure he's never ripped through a pair of shoes before so if just that he can't clear that mental that hurdle. That we know of. That we yeah. know of. I'm right. sure he's. That's, like, that's, I I'm said, that's such why I said. That's why I said. Pretty sure. I no know. No
2: shoes can contain me. Check my I pair know. of twelve ripped right. Air yeah.
1: Jordans yeah. in my uh, closet. And shout out for him for just taking it off his foot and just he like looked at it and just put it under his seat. If it was if I'm Zion, I'm hucking that forty-three rows <laughs> into the stands and just throwing it as hard this as I can. This mortal
2: shoe can't support the force of Zion. He throws that <laughs> into another galaxy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but so if he can't get over that mental hurdle, though, because he did get injured, he's missed the rest of that game. He missed the game against Syracuse. He's day-to-day with his knee injury. And that brings up the next point I want to talk about with Zion and just college athletes in general. So this game that was being played between Duke and North Carolina, it had the second largest ticket resale market in terms of average cost per ticket for anything in that venue. Of any sporting event this entire Sports calendar. The only one that it was behind was the Super Bowl. Right. It was more expensive to get into that game than the NBA All Star game. More expensive than game one of the World Series last year between the Dodgers and Red Sox. It was really expensive. And, and Zion goes down yeah, 30 no, seconds in. I'm I so pissed. Part of, part of it is because it's Duke, North Carolina. So, yes, you know that's going to be a Re- good regardless game. But yes, though, I'm yes. a fan going no, no, with no, no. my
2: Zion shirt on. I completely
0: agree. I'm the, for the majority refund. of the reason why it was the way it was. As expensive as it was was because of Zion and for him to go down thirty seconds in. So he gets injured, and thankfully it's just a mild knee sprain, he's day to day. But what happens if it was worse? He ends this game after thirty seconds, everyone pays so much money to get in, he gets injured and he doesn't make one cent off of this game. When he was the pretty much the sole reason why it was so expensive. So He's the main act if you want to
1: yeah. do like acting or show exactly. who's the main act
0: he, pretty much the only act i i turned that game on i'm
2: there for rj barrett yeah, yeah. There's right. okay. first round I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry me and yes. mike who would be our lead rider one of our partners we both could agree that when it comes down to it rj barrett's going to be a better all-around nba player uh, don't care what you guys have to say about okay. it don't care what anybody else has to before be the, season, the season i agree i'm just so saying down the road I'm seeing R.J. Barrett become one of those players. Mm-hmm. And John Morant, another guy that's yeah. coming out yeah. with insane but when you, athleticism. When you talk about the resale price of a ticket, that's directly related completely. to... I'm, just, I'm, so, I'm not talking about who should be the number one pick, who people are going to go after, who's going to sell more tickets or more jerseys. Not saying that. Me and Mike, Zion. our bold take, of course, is that we just think R.J. Barrett will be a, a, down the line mm-hmm. a better all-around NBA player. And we'll, we'll
0: get into that debate further on, I'm sure, as the draft starts to come up. But Christian, I want to ask you first, since you played Division One sports and football, I'm sure your mentality already was that Division One athletes or anyone who can generate money should get paid. But how has this changed the debate in your mind? I mean, something has to give. If you're not going to
1: profit share in some sort of way with the athletes, whether it's You get a strict amount. You get a relation to the ticket sales, jersey sales, something. And you're not going to allow them to sign shoe deals or any other type of endorsements. You're limiting them in two ways. Something has to give. You know right now, if Nike or Adidas could sign Zion now or sign Zion out of high school, they would have already made that offer. They would have already tried to lock him up under contract. So he would have been already making money. So you're taking that revenue out on top of the fact, okay, I I, I just want to put something out there one year of college if you're only going to go there for a year is pointless you're not getting anything out of it if you're going to college for a year and i've i know people who are in those one and done situations their college classes are like painting (laughs) intro to lit they're the easiest college classes you could take and let's let's be honest they're not there to learn and cardale jones is um saying they're there to play football basketball they're not there to play school so let's get this whole one year of education yeah If it's Christian McGowan going to college, yes, I'm going there to get an education because I know even if I ball, I'm not leaving early. I need my education. If I'm six foot eight and I'm dunking, already a dunking sensation out of high school, you can't convince me to pay attention to my college classes. It's NBA or bus. So to tell me that the education is worth it? No. You're telling me come play for me
2: for free for a year and then you can go make your money. I, I think this is also a smooth transition with one of our other points on here which we'll touch on in a little more detail after this, but of course it's with the NBA allowing players down the line to come in straight out of high school instead of going to college. And we'll talk about more about the years and a little bit more details about that. But I wanted to just bring that up because of the fact that now why even go to college for mm-hmm. a year? You're a dunking sensation yeah. out of high school. You're yeah. Zion Williamson, who's Twitter famous, viral mm-hmm. from all your dunks. You have a team that's for sure going to take a chance on you within mm-hmm. the first 60 picks, 100%. Why even waste that, what you say, one year going to Duke and mm. classes don't mean shit? Like you just said, you're an art and, you know, intro to mm. dog yeah. therapy, whatever <laughs> it is. Intro to dance. Yeah, bowling if you're at the proper school for it. But then all of a sudden your shoe, shoe blows out in a game and you said right best, Corbin, you're not making any money. So now you're putting your, what, your entire... Yeah stock on the line because you want to go to college and compete in the NCAA tournament like your dad did like that's not a thing anymore like you said this is a business this is money and it's Billion NBA draft or bust like if you're 6'8 Duncan flying windmilling mm-hmm. at 16 years old I'm not even thinking about Duke Kentucky or Michigan State right. I'm thinking about the Knicks the Raptors Or the Lakers. I don't care about even the thought of college or, God forbid, overseas. Mm -hmm. You think I'm going to go fly my ass out to Argentina or Spain or some weird-ass place to go play basketball for money? If I can just skip that and go early to the NBA? Mm -hmm. You think I care if I'm starting or not right off the bat? Yeah, maybe I'm two years behind some of these other guys. But Mm -hmm. you'll catch me in two years. For that two years, you're making a check regardless if you're going to be playing there or if they put you in the G League. So, I, I know we can have this debate yeah. also, but well, why even think about college is kind of my end point. That's stupid. Yeah, well, at this the, point.
0: Donovan Mitchell, after this happened to Zion, he tweeted out something about kind of what I had said about how he doesn't even, Zion doesn't even make a cent off of this and something needs to change. And then Luka Doncic tweeted at him go play in Europe. Yeah, or just go straight to It's super debate. hard
1: to tell a 17 year old kid, hey, pack your shit up for a year. And, and go going well, to Spain right I, I, I one thing I want to bring up is for people who aren't familiar it's the college baseball model so you can get drafted out of high school um, but if you go and play division one baseball you have to stay there for three years however if you go to junior college you can get drafted your freshman sophomore and then once you go D1 your junior year so it essentially allows you to get drafted three or four times if you don't like your draft position yeah. you can go back to college as long I, I, don't quote me on this but as long as you do not have an agent as long as you represent yourself in getting drafted and do you're, not you're take an about for, baseball? for baseball, yes. I
0: think for baseball, it's as long as you don't sign a contract, contract. with that team. Because the only problem with doing... Were you going to suggest doing something like that for the NBA?
1: So yes, uh, if you even don't want to commit to junior year, just being allowed to get drafted and if you do not take an agent, being allowed to go back to school and continue your education because the thing that people rebu- rebuke this with is... The cases where people declare for the draft, they don't like... They didn't get drafted high enough. Um, there's a lot of situations you or can at compare at to. Or, or at all. But if you don't take an agent, then you can go back to school. And let's be honest, you don't really need an agent until after you've been drafted. The agent really mm-hmm. doesn't... The agent can do some politicking for you and whether you get drafted high or lower. But let's be honest, if you ball, you'll be in pick one to ten. If you I don't agree. get that and you don't take an agent... I think that's perfectly fair to come back to college. And then at that point, you know, you blow your knee out year two. You still have your scholarship. You never fully deviled into the NBA. You, you haven't screwed
2: yourself. And I, I think the college aspect, when you look at it from their side, they're going to have to let players do something like that mm-hmm. to where even keep it relevant to come to college and play for some of these top athletes to where it's, hey, we're not going to trap you here at all. Mm-hmm. If you want to think about the NBA, if you want to talk to the NBA, if you want to make a decision to do whatever you want, Go for it. I feel like at this point, this college leverage is gone. It's completely gone. And we'll talk yeah, about it, it depends on what the program is.
1: I know it plays but that's like. It. But
2: it lets but, you go in with the right mindset, like you, Christian, where you want to go get that college degree mm-hmm. and you want to also play sports and possibly pursue that well, in the future. But if you're talking about these mega athletes, mm-hmm. I just no I just think to to the, the pitch changes. The
1: pitch then becomes Coach K. Okay, hey, you're predicted six right now. You come play for me. I'll
2: get you to number one. Yeah, but at at that point it's like, but what happens if I get injured at my one year there when I'm Mm -hmm. already, if you're six compared to one, that money is right around the same. And if if you want to make it to the league and you have a chance to, I don't feel confident putting it up to chance that I'm going to get through an entire year of college Mm -hmm. completely healthy and play at the level that I need to there, even though obviously if I think I'm that good, that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be an issue. But just what happens if you don't, when you just balled out your senior year of college, your lamello ball, whatever the or fuck. senior year of yeah. high school. Sorry, that's what I meant. Senior year of high school. You're doing the best that you can, and people are looking at you in such a high regard. What happens when college just doesn't translate right away? Maybe a second year of college would be exactly then they're at the player they need to be. But now then you're thinking, am I even good enough to make the NBA? I had a chance to when I was 17. I should have taken it then. You know, people are looking at college in a more negative light where you're almost putting it up to chance. Coach K has to be an actual guru to promise. And at that point, I think recruiting classes get weaker. I think that's where my second point of my argument goes, where, yes, you're still going to be able to get a recruiting class. You're still going to fill up Duke, Michigan State. You're still going to have these teams that's not going anywhere. That's not what I'm saying, is that college is... Called sports are gone now. That's not what I'm saying. Just more of the fact that the top top athletes that are—it's a clear decision. They should just go straight to the league. I think that they're going to. And then you know, recruiting class, you're not going to see one like Duke this year with RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish and Zion. Because they already are going to the yeah. NBA, and then you're going to have to resort to—I'm not going to call tier two players, but uh, kind of. It is tier two. Right. So I think at that point, college sports becomes even less interesting. I already get frustrated when they can't make their free throws, and it seems like it's very low-scoring slow scoring games, and that's when you have sensations there. Yes, I understand the halves are different, but if now you are removing some of these big-time players from there too, is watching college basketball even appealing anymore? To a large audience, well, not I th- to, to me. But.
0: I think that to that point, you could actually make the argument that college basketball as a whole – would become better just because the players that go into college sports, they're not the ones that are going to be one and done. They're going to be there for three, four years and actually develop, develop their skills. Trying so to win for their school. Yeah, I'm down to you're see a a go, bunch going, Aaron, Aaron Crafts. Yeah, you know, you're going to, Ohio to Ohio you're State going State, to have really a better think. brand of basketball as a whole, but you aren't going to have those exciting, extremely athletic, flashy players. You're not athletic, selling the same amount players. of tickets. Yeah.
2: You're not having that same amount of ratings, but I think but, you're right. Fundamental ball gets back to where we are. You build that family, recruiting classes, you don't have to recruit as hard on a year to year basis because of the yeah. fact that Well that's the thing about
1: the NCAA returning. is if it's gonna be a free farm league for the NBA, then it should be for those guys there that, that are trying to develop themselves to make it to the NBA. And if you're ready to go out of high school, you should be able to go. And let's be honest, guys like Zion, we can point to them even a year out of them graduating high school. Like this kid's going to be ready to play Kobe Bryant. You know, this kid's going to be ready to play. We were talking before with one of your roommates, LeBron James was on the cover of ESPN when he was a junior saying he would go number one. If he could right now, that's just, that's just when you put this rule into place, Yes, it makes college basketball more exciting, but you're limiting the top tier talent from making the money that they deserve to make right now. How can you enlist in the military when you're 18 and die for your country? But Completely. no, no, no,
2: tens Completely. of millions of dollars, that's too much of a decision for you. That's bullshit. That if is... you're athletically gifted by the time that you're 18 right. and you can go to jail and you can enlist right. in the you army, the military. you should be able to make a career decision for yourself to join a professional league. Like exactly didn't get stopped at 18 to go join whatever profession that we wanted to join if mm-hmm. that was marketing or if that's the restaurant business or wherever you want to go it wasn't oh but you got to wait until you're just because I wasn't good enough or I wasn't yeah, smart enough you got to wait yeah. till you're 21 it's if you were that good mm-hmm. at that point you're an adult they're gonna accept you if the like you said the only reason you wouldn't get it at that point is if you weren't experienced enough or if you weren't mm-hmm. at that at that level and if you're not at that level we're not having the conversation of you coming straight out of high school Your only option is to go play overseas or go to college or go straight to the G League if that's an option. But at this point, you're talking about top-tier players, and you're right. Why go to college if I can go make my money, if I can go get my bread? And
0: Christian, your point about bringing up the MLB draft and if the NBA had one similar to that, first off— it wouldn't be college basketball's decision if that could or could not happen. It would be strictly an NBA decision because if the NBA says, yeah, you can go ahead and come into the draft and if not, I guess college basketball would have to say, yeah, it's okay to come back, but why would they say no? Um, But the reason why I don't think that ever would happen and why it's so much different in baseball versus the NBA is that MLB drafts, there's 50 rounds. And before you draft a player, you have an idea if, okay, based on the round that we want to select them in, are they going to be signing or are they not? And you get some intel on that, and then based on if you think they'll be signing or not, that's going to drop them at least a few rounds if you think, okay, it's a little bit more risky. NBA, there's two rounds. So if you're drafting someone, even if it's in the second round, that's still a lot of draft capital because Mm -hmm. unless you've made trades with other teams, you only have two picks, one first rounder, one second rounder. So to draft someone, especially with your first pick, to draft someone and then they decide, no, you know what? I wanted to be selected ten spots higher, I'm gonna go back to college. That kills an NBA franchise.
1: I see you're saying maybe
2: that would even be a call to expand
1: the draft. I mean, Out look at, at the round.
2: Oakland athletics right now with, with Kyle Murray. Murray. Yeah. You put that first round tag on a guy who eventually tells you to go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> you don't have any guarantees because that gives Bo the player that gives the player more leverage. And are you Pro team or pro player, I don't even care what side you're on. I think it's more interesting. I think now you give a player leverage that's coming in, you give them more of a choice to go become a professional, to not have to pursue college or ship yourself all the way to another country. I think now it's more progressive, and we've been talking about it for a while now. It's about time that the NBA allows this. And you know, just to talk in a little bit more detail, the change is going to go into effect starting with the 2022 NBA draft. It's a lot of twos. Yeah, two, two, two. It's a two's wild, but right now that's a big move: nineteen to eighteen with the age requirement. Well, also, it's, it's, it's
0: proposed to. It hasn't officially. Been it hasn't accepted. officially been accepted. The NBA Adam proposed Silver it to himself, the NBA. Adam right. Silver proposed it to the NBA Players Association. It's up to them to agree to it. Which, yes, I, I think why that they're that going would, to. They would
2: say no. That only is pro players. the, player. so the I think,
0: surprising thing with this though is that. For a while, we thought that it was going to be the 2021 NBA draft. So now for it to be 2022, we we spoke about that Miami pick. Well, it's still a valuable pick because it's completely unprotected. All of a sudden, that draft class is not going to be nearly as good as we thought.
2: And what's interesting, though, is a lot of picks that were flying around at the trade deadline were 2022 picks. And I didn't really think about it, considering we all just assumed that 2021 was the most valuable but I'm talking a lot of second round picks and things like that. Yeah, not the value of that Miami pick that we thought. But a lot of these second round picks that went around were twenty twenty two. And I feel like at that point now that I put two and two together and I keep continuing with the twos, teams had a hunch that this was gonna be the year and that this was rumor flying around the league, and they said if we were gonna take on any kind of draft capital, any assets right now, we're looking to go twenty twenty two, regardless if it's a second round pick or not, because they look at how valuable how much that people year, get down. how much Choice. They're gonna have the selection, the variety of players of different yeah. levels. And the second round, you may get a gem. Like it's nothing. You could just take a
0: chance on a talented high school player that you don't know. God too forbid much about. you have
2: three second round yeah. picks and you take three chances, and maybe one of them turns into Giannis. Not saying it's gonna be that same kind of idea, but look at how he. You, I was looking at a video of Giannis the other day. Him talking when he was first coming to the league. He looks like a child. In his face and the way he's, yeah, he's very frail and just the way he's talking. And now you look at him and he's a a God's gift. It's insane. He's an athletic specimen. And that was just over a span of three to five years. Why couldn't a person coming out of high school at 17 years old start off around 18? By the time they're 21, they're really filling out. I really, I do understand the argument that
1: you do not want
2: children or young men
1: to make a decision that they would later regret but in the end of the day is you shouldn't put your concerns and make that make that law and then other people have to live by that if you're concerned then you should affect the people in your life the people that you care about to say that you're you're thinking zion's making a wrong decision you should let zion make that decision you should let the players make that decision if they make that wrong decision that's on them you as the fan or you as the coach shouldn't take that decision making ability out of their hands because you think it's a wrong right coach. i agree when we went back to you can go into the military you can go to that You're 18 and you have these freedoms as an adult. I don't think there's anything more American than you getting fair market value in a professional league for your services. And if the NBA or another league wants to pay you, I think it's ludicrous to to say you know you got to wait a year.
2: You're not ready. Completely. That's 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 BS. I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. And you're really limiting an adult for making that decision. Yeah, maybe at that point you have to implement a liaison between high school. And the NBA to have to go through a certain panel or committee or at least one particular interview with that liaison or whoever that may be to see if you're ready and check the boxes. Who knows what kind of system they can implement? But the fact that there isn't and you're now telling people now that are adults that can enlist in the military and drink in some countries and you're telling them you can't make a professional decision until you go into art and lit one-on-one and right. fuck around on Duke for a year and hopefully you make it through and have a good year uninjured and your draft stock is there or like we said, go to another country. And, so, and let's let's go back to school again. All he has to do is get straight C's for one
1: semester and then the second semester, he can fail every one of his classes. It doesn't matter. He's not coming back to school. That Just even further, okay, he gets a year of education. Now, he really only gets one semester. Yeah. How much are you honestly learning your first semester of college? Some people, a lot. Some people, they're face down in a bar, throwing up. They're not, they're not learning
2: anything. Yeah, and while we stay on college right now, before we move into some more NBA talk, we're going to say Syracuse, also the team that just lost to Duke. Duke redeeming themselves from a loss earlier in the season to Syracuse. Coach Jim Beheim. Struck and killed a pedestrian in a high rate crash on Wednesday night, and he's been, of course, cooperating with police. But it was a crazy bit of news to come out, and he did coach that game against Duke. So I don't think anything has officially happened yet.
1: I don't think he'll get charged with anything. This it was, is this is awful, though. I mean, yeah, it was he, just he, his son is also on the team too now. His son Buddy, and to have to go hear all the stuff coming about your dad while you're playing, and he's the coach of your team. It's
0: I I teared up hearing about it. You have to feel bad for Jim Beheim because from what the reports state, they did a field sobriety test. There was no alcohol involved. It just seemed like...
1: The other person was involved in a crash and he was near the crash and walked onto the highway.
2: Just a freak thing. Right? it's It's just so awful.
0: And you just... It's got to be affecting Jim Beheim just mentally having to deal with that because obviously there was no intent there. He probably just didn't see the person ahead of time. And
1: he's dealing with this the most professional way. When he got interviewed, he said, it's not about me, it's about their family. Their family is the one that's hurting. I'm going to be the same way I am today, tomorrow, the next day. They're the ones who are going to be hurting. So, I mean, I... For so much of an accident, that's going to live with him the rest of his life. I, like, can, I
2: can see him retiring, if not at the yeah. end of this year, by next year. Just because of the fact, like you said, just taking too much of a toll and that PR blunder of unfortunate events, yes, but it's still a, a really a bad died. look. It's still a bad look, and I think it's not going to be a firing. It's going to be one of those mutual decisions that mm-hmm. you've put in a ton of years here. Had a lot of success. You're going to go in the
1: Hall of Fame. You're already
2: at that point in your career. It just kind of makes sense now, and I hate to say that, but i got to give my take on it it's really unfortunate but i think this is going to be a career ender for i i don't think it's going to
0: be a career ender and i don't really want to speculate on how that's going to affect him if he wants to keep coaching or not. Maybe it takes a toll on him where he doesn't want to anymore but could also, what, what it, could, it, it, it could, could also saying. be the other way though where like the, the co- school's not coaching, fire him for it could accident. also be the other way though where coaching is the one thing that kind of keeps him sane throughout this whole process mm-hmm. it just depends and whichever way he decides to do this if he ends up retiring or wants to keep coaching more power to him. He should just do whatever is going to help him through it. Let's move on to back to the NBA so talked about the Lakers a lot lately Last podcast we mentioned how the BasketballReference.com gave them a six percent chance at making the playoffs. That actually dropped to five percent. That was before the second half of the season started. Lakers went on to come back from a double-digit deficit against the Rockets on Thursday night, beat the Rockets at home. Then they went to New Orleans to play the Pelicans last night. We're recording on Sunday. Yep, no Anthony Davis. Easy win. And got blown out. They. Right from the get-go, you could see offensively they were playing well, but defensively nobody really had any interest in winning that game. And that was such a deflating loss. And it's interesting to think that, okay, you know what? Before those last two games, you were thinking they're going to lose to the Rockets, then they're going to beat the Pelicans, especially with no Anthony Davis. They're still 1-1, one one, but the way that this happened with getting blown out with no Anthony Davis it just feels so much more deflating than if it was the right, other right. way around. Yeah. And the thing that was really bothering me was after the Lakers beat the Rockets, which they really shouldn't have won that game. They were down by double digits for the majority of that game. They came out flat. They just were able to put it together the second half. LeBron had a really good second half. But after the game ended, LeBron James on his walk-off interview was talking to TNT's Roz Gold on Day and told her how... Yo, good to with that name, by the way. Right? <laughs> Thank you. And told her how he loves his team, he loves his teammates, he's happy with the team that he has,
2: and he's comfortable going forward. <laughs> he then, has no choice yeah. but to say that. Well, as a leader, really quick, I'm sorry to cut you off, are you supposed to say after this awful, awful performance at the trade deadline, where you literally offered your entire roster and their mothers for any type of big name player, particularly Anthony Davis, and everyone was in every trade room where you possibly can have, and the chemistry, Team morale, you could have considered it killed if not barely hanging on by a string, completely gone. And now, LeBron, who had a 10 year groin injury, it felt like the guy was out forever, not helping the team and not even on the sideline half the time, being there like Rondo, who at least would be there to hype up his team. The lack of commitment from LeBron when he wasn't playing, you can tell with his body, really took a toll on him, too who he's a lot bigger right now as well. He's bulky. But what is he supposed to say right now? Because the team is barely getting back to a winning way, barely. And it's not even that. It's like a no. 500, The let's say a more mediocre way how they're used to, where you win one, you lose one. You win one, you lose one. And you're not going to make the playoffs like that unless you're in the East because the last two seeds, 7 and 8, are usually below 500. So if you're in the East and you're a 500 team, you're considered... Top six, you know, whatever. T- it's a very top-heavy conference for the West. That's not good enough. And you got teams like the Clippers, who we didn't even think was, we thought we're going to hold up the white flag, and they're still in the playoff and they're still winning. And the Kings, who, regardless how they're playing lately as well, the beat the- are right, right there. They yeah, there they, but they lost two, uh, the game before that. So I mean, they're right there with the Lakers. Yeah, they lost the one. Warriors by two, though. Yeah, that's, I, 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 that's a pretty impressive loss. You're going to ask me? I'd say the Kings are going to be that eight seed. If with the way that they're playing right now but with LeBron going back to my point what is he supposed to say I want everyone gone I'm like this is it I'm just not happy' you're, you're locked into a four-year contract you already tried to get everyone gone you already tried to muscle your way in there and we can have that debate if that was LeBron or not but you know he's got some influence yeah. and then it doesn't happen you gotta somehow be political here you got to somehow keep it cool no I, I love these guys this is where my heart is where I want to play playoff LeBron activated. I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan, and you guys are too. That is bullshit. Playoff LeBron activated. You have much more problems than LeBron saying, I'm going to score three more points a game, two more assists, and one more rebound, and consider that playoff LeBron activated. Our problems are a lot deeper than that. Coach Luke Walton shouldn't be there anymore, and I'm going to continually say that until they fire his ass. And even if they want to ride with him, Reggie Bullock is the only thing I'm happy with right now in the Lakers. The fact that he's a legitimate two-way player, 3-and-D, not a star, but a, almost like the piece that we needed for the Lakers, but not the only piece to fix the problems that we have on the defensive side. And you said with Ivica Zubats, we'll say it correctly. Ivica, for Zubac. Ivica fucking Zubats, Pizza Zubak here. The fact that he's gone too is another piece that we lost. We gave him away. We could have kept him, you know, Beasley could've been waived. Could have added a guy like Reggie Bullock regardless because Safima Kyluk was expendable. And, you know, we're in a good position. But now it's not just that, it's that mental aspect that's riding this team. And just having LeBron tell this fucking reporter that he's all in with the troops. (laughs) So much more has been done. Until you start winning and figuring out the chemistry on the court, nothing's okay. And The trade deadline is still lingering right now. So you better say that, LeBron. And that's not the first. And that takes us to, I'm sorry to continue, but the next comment that he just said after that Pelicans game when he was open about it saying to his team, is basketball the most important thing at your life at this time or in your life at this time, quote unquote. So LeBron's questioning everyone that's around him. So that almost contradicts what happened with him talking to reporters you're looking at your guys, the guys you're in the trenches with, questioning if they even want to be there. When it's like, dude, you just got back. You played how many games now? And it's not like we're winning now that you're back. Like, what the fuck? Are you serious, bro? Like, the lack of leadership right now coming from him is baffling. And yeah. that's coming from a Laker fan. Yeah, I'm going to give that a little biased take, you know. But from someone that just covers the NBA, it's a joke. I'm going to tell you that right now. Looking at the Lakers, it's a joke because it's LeBron and the Clowns. And he's looking like a clown. He doesn't look in shape. He looks big. He's not making the difference that you're supposed to. And Luke Walton just sits there with question marks in his eyes and a clipboard in his hands. And it's really frustrating. I'm going to continue on that rant because there needs to be change. And LeBron James questioning the players that he has to play with for the rest of the year. That's not how you get morale back up that you're the one that killed it.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to say. So I didn't have an issue with him saying he loves his teammates and loves the team that he has after Thursday. Yeah, exactly. That is what he should be saying. But then Saturday night after they lose to the Pelicans, LeBron James, I don't know what his stat line was last night. He had a decent stat line by his standards, but his body language, you could tell he was just disinterested. Defensively, he did not give a care in the world. There were so many times when he just would not get back, and then when he would get back, he just. Run down into the paint, not even look for a guy to guard, wait for a rebound. But after the game, when he was talking to reporters, he said something along the lines of, I just don't know if they have what it takes to make this playoff push, and I don't know if they, or a reporter asked if they knew what to expect, and he said, how can they know what to expect when they've never been there before? Well, LeBron, you've been there before. Show them what it takes. Let them know how special it is to actually make the playoffs and make sure they know we need to get into the playoffs, us as a team collectively. So for him to question them after the game before, saying how he loved his team, and then also for him not to take any ownership. The thing, Brandon Ingram lately has been playing very impressive basketball. Perry, you showed a tweet with us a little bit before this podcast about how I think it's in Brandon Ingram's now his last 18 games. He's had... Four games where he's scored at least 27 points. Jason Tatum's only had three such games of 27 or more points scored in his entire career. Ingram's been playing really well. And defensively this entire year, it's been lost how good of a defensive player he has been. After this game, Brandon Ingram said to reporters, Yeah, defensively, that's on me. It's my fault that we let up as many points as we did. That's coming from your 21-year-old third-year-in-the-league player, And LeBron James, who this is his 16th year, supposed to be the leader of the team, takes no responsibility for the loss whatsoever. When they come out flat and you, as a leader, need to be making sure that you get your team ready to play. Yes, it's on each individual player to make sure that they're ready to play. But as the leader, you have to be the one enforcing and making sure each one of your guys that is going to be on the court with you is as ready as they can be. And LeBron James, just this entire season, it just seems like he has not been doing that.
2: And he's not there, you know. He hasn't played much, so we can't say his head's been in the game because we haven't really seen that much. For as a Lakers fan or as an NBA fan, we haven't seen LeBron in the Lakers as much as we'd like. As much as it takes to actually make a real take on this team, to actually give a real evaluation of the Lakers with LeBron at full health, we haven't really been able to see that. So I can't really say much. All I can say is that mentally, he doesn't have it right now. He is checked out, like you said, and he's making comments like this to his team. It looks like there needs to be a coaching change or something higher up beyond just acquiring Reggie Bullock and trading away some prospects. For us, now it looks like LeBron James needs to change the way that he's talking. He needs to think a little bit less about his production and off-the-court stuff, because you had plenty of time to focus on that when you were nursing a groin injury. Nice and soft, nice and slow. It's all good. He was in the ice bath while he was recording and typing up his new script for one of his new shows. You had plenty of time to take care of that. Now, what, playoff LeBron activated? You need to hype up the team. And like you said, Corbin, get them in playoff mindset. Not if they're ready, if they're, if we're ready. Like we are a team. Yes, I had a big part to do with this loss. I'm still a slow piece of shit because I'm still not 100% healthy. But I need to come back because it's been too long. Ingram, playing out of his mind, taking responsibility. Like that's what you need to see. Kuzma's got that potential to be one of the top scorers in this league. You see time in and time out now. So there's potential on this team. But defensively, they don't give a fuck. The coaching isn't there, and no one's being held accountable. So something needs to change, and until then, we have no answers for Los Angeles Lakers.
1: And I agree with you guys. The only part I want to add is I see too much of what they're talking about in the media. I think they need to take the Patriots approach and keep more of this in-house because I don't know whether it's LeBron acting immature because he is immature or because he's around a bunch of early 20-year-olds and he's playing down to how they act, but... Too much of this stuff, especially what LeBron says, is out in the media, and they need to handle more of this stuff behind closed doors, because it is an absolute fucking circus right now in Los Angeles, and I'm tired of seeing all the tweets and the passive aggressiveness and Lonzo Ball posting on his Instagram story, we ain't going nowhere. That just proves the division that goes on, and too much of that is in the mainstream media for us to debate about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, and it just it needs to get fixed soon because now they're three and a half games back of the final playoff spot. The Clippers Keep won winning. again. They beat the Grizzlies, so they're not completely out of it. The Kings have been playing well. We'll see how it goes, but and right Le- now...
2: LeBron's head's clearly yeah. in production. As we make the announcement from Spring Hill Entertainment that Space Jam 2 is going to be in theaters July 16th, 2021, So that's our 2021 announcement, not the high schoolers coming in. That's pushed back to 2022. For now, we got Space Jam in between. We actually had a really good article up on our website as of yesterday, I believe it was from Nolan. Yeah, Nolan Nolan Jensen. Jensen. Putting up an article about the GOAT debate is hitting the big screens between Jordan and LeBron. I love it. So creative. So make sure you go check out that particular article and so many other amazing ones on our website. I know we didn't mention it much in the intro. So unwrappedsports.com. You can also follow that particular Twitter page. At Unwrapped Sports, just so much great stuff coming from our contributors, and we're growing the team. We're right around 21 contributors now, and a bunch of us. And a big announcement we'll make kind of midway through here: the UFC Unwrapped podcast is going to be starting up sometime. I think later this week, in anticipation for the Jones fight. So we got Brett Sahati, one of uh, our buddies, our longtime friends that now is going to be heading that up, part of Unwrapped as well. Yep. So we have, of course, NBA. NFL college football fantasy football and now UFC and be on the lookout eventually down the line hopefully for NHL hockey college basketball betting betting sports betting betting, a few other ideas that we're floating around we're trying to cover not just all major sports medium sports and mild sports tiny sports I don't care what it is we want to be have somebody on the ground who cares about that and for us to continually grow a team that loves sports as much as we do Love it so, yeah. Just wanted to sidetrack on that real quick for our website and to shout out Nolan for that article and a bunch of other ones that got dropped this week. But Space Jam coming out a lot of people on Twitter that I'm seeing that after this announcement got dropped, people are saying this is one thing we don't want to see. People are saying we don't want this, like it's just why ruin something great? And of course, you've seen the other half of the market, which would probably be a little bit younger, who wasn't who didn't grow up with Space Jam, probably saw it. 10 years after it came out when they were a kid and fell in love with it then. But for us, it's so nostalgic. Mm -hmm. So to come back with a rerun with a guy that's currently playing who we all love, but... We're talking a little bit of shit right now because you got to get your shit straight, LeBron. Seriously. Well,
1: but- let's be honest. People who are tweeting about Space Jams, most people who will see that movie probably aren't even on Twitter. They're they're older. They're not tweeting about Space Jams. They're yeah. just religiously going to see it because they're an older person. People who are tweeting about how lame this movie is going to be are like the 12-year-old trolls who didn't grow <laughs> up on Space Jams. Right. If you think this movie, okay, yeah, maybe it's not going to be Avengers or Black Panther, <laughs> but... It's gonna have so many cool nods to what we saw growing up. There's no way there's, you're not gonna walk out of that movie theater like
2: feel good. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. I you know, agree. like it's like going to Toy Story Five. Like, like hey, it's bro, not the same Toy Story. Up. Like MJ didn't have the best acting. I'll tell right. you that right now. Shaq, someone who loves Space Jam, it's Shaq. with <laughs> like, Zam. Like they're not the best actors, mm-hmm. but just see him on the screen, you're like, all right, this is cool. And it's a basketball movie, so it right. does make sense.
1: Uncle Drew came out what a year ago, and that did mm. that flopped. Yeah, so, but whatever. Uncle, but, it's just fun. It's made fun. money. It's
2: cute. Yeah, it's cute. And it all started with a Sprite ad for that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, That entire concept of that entire character all started with just a soda commercial. And now he's fully personified, Uncle Drew. Yeah. I think it's real cool.
0: All right, before we move on, here's a quick message from the Pulse Podcast Network.
3: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college educated. But most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. I'll say it one more time marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com and we hope to hear from you soon.
0: All right. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, go ahead and send an email to them and they'll be sure to hook you up. Let's get back to our podcast. So, Carl Anthony Towns, he was involved in a minor car accident recently. The unfortunate thing for him was that he did sustain a concussion in the accident. His streak of 303 straight games started to start his career came to a close because he had to miss the game. I mean, not a huge issue, but it sucks to have your streak end on something like that. And I'm that.
2: assuming he wasn't driving for the car accident. You know, I'm assuming NBA players yeah. barely even drive, anyways. And I, I would this was hope so. to the airport. This was a trip to the airport so you obviously had a chauffeur a or an uber or somebody that was part of you know the team that wasn't obviously a player mm-hmm. driving a car so this had to be someone else's rather mistake if that wasn't the person driving it was somebody else on the road because most accidents are because of all the other retards that are driving around you but unfortunate because the concussion it's something that i'm sure he'd wanted to play through i'm sure concussion wasn't that bad he was like no, nah, I got a game tonight, Like I got to play. And they were like, no, a concussion protocol, we got to make sure you stay out. And although this isn't a huge milestone, at 300-whatever game started, I'm sure that he knows that, and I'm sure mi- being Mr. Durable is important to him. So I'm sure this personally pissed him off. But it's not like mm-hmm. this is going to affect anything. It's not like the Timberwolves had that particular game mean everything in the world for that team. And they should be blessed right now that... Nothing worse happened to Carl anthony Towns because he's been playing out of his mind. We have not been given love, not any hate, but just hasn't been talked about a lot. His play in February, after an amazing month of January, his numbers are even better. And he's playing and shooting at a very high percentage. Really efficient, and like we were saying, Mr. Durable, not missing any games. Carl anthony Towns is playing extremely well. It's got to be the top three or four center in the league. And that's going to be with Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis, if you consider him there. I guess Giannis, if you consider him there. You know, really just depends on power forward center. But he's got to be in that top five discussion. And he's playing very well for a team that's underperforming this year. But they got at least some good pieces for the future. And Carl anthony Towns, sorry for missing that game. But just wanted to shout out how well he's been playing.
1: It's just weird how on on all those topics we've had today, like a third of them been just like dumb, like bad luck, like Zion shoe, yeah. The car, uh, the guy down in the car crash, and then this guy in a car crash, like just a dumb, dumb bad week, bad luck. I didn't luck realize week. that, yeah. Right. Just, the bad just tra- like the- just with things that are completely bad out of luck your control, unwrapped. right? With
2: our four leaf clovers, and we lost to the Pelicans too, Jack. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, but this is just unfortunate. Just a weird series of events, like you said, throughout the podcast and with Cat. I just wanted to shout out that love. He's playing extremely well.
0: All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of NBA Unwrapped. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter at NBA Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Unwrapped. Follow Perry on Twitter at Perry Aston. Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. Also remember, you can listen to us a variety of ways, whether it's on the podcast.com website, through the Apple iTunes podcast app, or also on the Pulse Podcast Network, you can go ahead and download their app. Check out our podcast. They have how many other podcasts now? It's like Fifty-two. 52. It was like Fifty-two. Last time we checked, I'm sure yeah. it's
2: probably around fifty-five. It's yeah. always growing. They're
0: continuously growing. We're continuously growing. Also, check out our website at unwrappedsports.com. We have 21 contributors now, not including ourselves and some of our lead writers. Yeah, we got new articles going on every day. So whether you guys are interested in writing for us, send us a DM on Twitter, whether it's one of our personal pages or on one of our podcast pages, we'll be sure to get back to you. But if you just like good sports content in general, go ahead and check it out. There's also links on the website to our podcast. So, We're trying to get everywhere, as big as we can. Yeah,
2: keep an eye out for UFC Unwrapped. Drop in sometime this week, if not next latest, but I really am excited about that. got someone real good heading that up that we're close with. Looking for guests already, so if you love UFC, if you know anyone that's big in the UFC market. Or you just fight people. Yeah, if you just like (laughs) to fight, we can get you on an actual videotaped episode fighting one of us. You know, full-on gloves. No, totally kidding. But we're really excited to expand into all different kinds of sports, mm-hmm. including UFC. NHL's in the works. Yeah. I want MLB in the works. We got College little, football has an episode yeah. dropping
1: probably in the next day or two. Already finished recording that
2: with Mike. Right. Yeah, Mike and Christian just mm-hmm. finished up an episode today. Transfer portal, a little mock, yeah, draft, a little mock action. draft action. So we got a lot coming for you right now. Even though it's off-season for a lot of these major sports, it's never really an off-season for us. Except for the fantasy football one, we are... Taking a little break off that, but we'll be back as soon as football oh, yeah. comes back. But just with our friends at Gamble, I know they got NBA dropping soon, so keep an eye out for that. We'll let you know when uh, all of you guys, all of our NBA lovers can jump on that app and get that same experience that we did for the Super Bowl. And we do have a couple of the partnerships in the work. We're always excited to keep expanding. So if you're a new brand, a new app, anyone that wants to find a way that we can help each other, you know, contact one of our personal pages or our podcast pages. I love taking phone calls with you guys to seeing. How we can help each other. Unwrap family here. We're just trying to continue to grow.